Hey, it's Nathan, and this is day 64 of the Bible in 90 Days. We're in Ezekiel 36 to 48. That means today we finish Ezekiel. By the way, this is the last long book in the Old Testament. The rest are fairly short books and will go quite rapidly. Let's get into the rest of Ezekiel. Chapter 36 begins with a message to the land of Israel, and I mean the physical land. You mountains of Israel will produce branches and fruit for my people Israel, for they will soon come home. I am concerned for you and will look on you with favor. You will be plowed and sown, and I will cause many people to live on you. Yes, all of Israel. The towns will be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt. Not only would the land again become fruitful and prosperous, but it would no longer devour people or hear the taunts of the nations. In the second half of the chapter, God declares that his actions are in defense of his name, which the people had profaned by their vile actions. While part of the vindication of his name involved Israel being given over to her enemies, the other piece involved her restoration. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. God's redemptive work for his people would reveal his power to the surrounding nations. Chapter 37, by the way, a chapter well worth reading, begins with Ezekiel witnessing God work in a valley full of bones. Ezekiel is asked, Son of man, can these bones live? He replied, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then the prophet was instructed to prophesy to the dry bones. And as he proclaimed life to them, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then breath was prophesied over the bodies, and a vast army rose to its feet. This dramatic vision demonstrated what God intended to do to his people, raise them up and settle them again in their own land. Next, Ezekiel is instructed to take two sticks, one labeled for Judah and those loyal to him, the other labeled for Joseph and those loyal to him. In other words, the kingdoms of Judah and Israel. These two sticks were bound in the prophet's hand, becoming one. This being yet another prophecy that God was, would bring his people back, making of them one nation again. I will save them from all their sinful backsliding, and I will cleanse them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. David would be king over them, and my dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Chapter 38 records that one day Gog would come to attack when my people Israel are living in safety. This attack, however, would be met with the full fury of God's judgment. I will execute judgment on him with plague and bloodshed. I will pour down torrents of rain, hailstones, and burning sulfur on him and on his troops and on the many nations with him. 
And so I will show my greatness and my holiness, and I will make myself known in the sight of many nations, then they will know that I am the Lord. Chapter 39 continues the prophecy against Gog. On the mountains of Israel you will fall, you and all your troops and nations with you. I will give you as food to all kinds of carrion birds and to the wild animals. You will fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. God declares that he will vindicate himself among the nations so that his holy name would no longer be profaned. It's then declared that the weapons would be burned for fuel. They will plunder those who plundered them and loot those who looted them. It would take seven years to bury the bodies of the slain. And in the meantime, the dead would be a feast for the birds. God's goodness to Israel, however, would cause them to forget their shame and all the unfaithfulness. When Israel was fully restored, they would know that I am the Lord their God. Before getting to the highlights for chapter 40, it's worth noting that the rest of Ezekiel is mostly technical details about the restoration of the temple. My highlights for these will be quite brief. Here in chapter 40, Ezekiel sees what looked like a city. Near it, there's a man with a measuring rod who tells the prophet, Son of man, look carefully and listen closely and pay attention to everything I am going to show you. What follows is a detailed description, including measurements, of a new temple with many gates and multiple rooms. This detail continues into chapter 41, with additional measurements of this magnificent multi-level temple structure. Details even include the description of carved designs within the temple. Chapter 42 describes in detail the rooms for the priests, as well as some instructions on what they were to do. Chapter 43 describes the glory of the God of Israel coming from the east. His voice was like the roar of rushing waters, and the land was radiant with his glory. This is the same glory that was seen departing the temple earlier in the book of Ezekiel. The glory of God fills the temple, and then a man says to the prophet, this is the place of my throne and the place for the soles of my feet. This is where I will live among the Israelites forever. This vision was to be shared with the people. If they were ashamed of their actions, the full details were to be disclosed. The rest of the chapter describes the restoration of the altar and regulations regarding its use. Chapter 44 gives more details regarding the work of the priests though it begins with instructions to the prince and how he was to behave in the temple. Chapter 45 describes the measurement of the land surrounding the temple, forming a sacred district. Beyond this, additional tribal portions are briefly mentioned. Next, sacrificial details are given, including instructions for celebrating the Passover. Chapter 46 provides additional instruction, mostly in regard to festivals and offerings. Chapter 47, a chapter worth reading, describes a river emanating from the temple south of the altar. Trees grew along its lush banks, including fruit trees of all kinds that wouldn't wither or stop bearing fruit. Wherever the river would flow, life would flourish, even making the Dead Sea sweet. The river would teem with living creatures, providing for the fishermen who would ply its rich waters. 
The rest of the chapter is devoted to the boundaries of the land. Chapter 48 wraps up the book by providing final details regarding the division of the land and the gates of the city. And that's all for today.